Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. What if I told you that you could gamify your love life, that sometimes when you put sweat determination and a little challenge into the mix when dating, you can get great results. And for those of you who've been following me for a long time, you've heard me call myself many different names, right? Like I've been a therapist for so long. I obviously identify myself as such. And then, of course, I started combining the therapy with dating coaching and image consulting and matchmaking. And here's what I found with all this experience and using different modalities is that people develop habits and patterns based on experiences and that what you really need is a strategy to help you break those patterns so that you can create those new habits. And that takes, you know, with that, that takes practice right? Like no one can create a new habit without that practice. And especially because our default button will always go back to what we know. That's our comfort zone. So with that, after you have practice, that's what starts building the new skill set. And so nowadays, I'm really calling myself a confidence therapist and an authentic dating strategist because I believe that's what we all need. We need strategy. Putting you into action with a strategy is what gets you results. And sometimes that means making things a game. I do this all the time with clients. And in fact, I was thinking, I can't believe I haven't done a podcast on this because it's something that I infuse in my coaching all of the time. And when you gamify things, it, I find that it takes a lot of the anxiety out of dating. So I am just, I'm working with, a. I, I want to share two different scenarios with you right now where I'm working with clients that it's just been fascinating because, you know, they both came to me riddled with anxiety because it had been a really long time since they've dated. They're both women and one is further along than the other. Now, the first scenario, she I mean, just the fact of putting up a profile terrified her. She was in a really toxic relationship, you know, three years prior. She had no dating experience in between. And just putting her her profile on Bumble was just horrifying. So we gamified it. I gave her different levels. And at level one, she had to um, get as many sexy outfits into the mix as she could. And we started taking pictures. I said, look, we're not putting up your profile. We're just starting at level one. She did that. We got great pictures. I'm like, all right, level two. Now you got to now you got to go live, right? Like you got to launch your website. It's time to get to that. Now you don't have to worry about dating. Just do level two, get it up. She was so scared, but she did it. And with each level, I could see her confidence growing. You know, I saw a little smile come on her face. And I'm happy to say, because this is fresh off the press after talking with her yesterday, she was at finally level three. And that was to actually have some interactions online. And I told her, don't worry about landing a date. I just want you having conversations. So she started having conversations. And because she let go of the pressure of the outcome, oh my gosh, guess what happened? 
a guy asked her out. And this was yesterday. So I went into her Bumble account. We were like looking because she was so scared. She's like, how do I land this date? Like, how do I secure it? So I was just helping her with, you know, the language she could use to be open to the process. And she just said that they made a time and a place. That is a great example of how when you look at it more as a challenge and, and steps and levels that you could get the results you want. And another woman that I did this with, I kind of went through the same progression. Now she's farther along. Not only is she dating up a storm, but she's down to two guys. Right. And so now she's figuring out, well, what is it that she's looking for in a relationship? And not only is she down to two guys, but she's having so much fun. She's happier. She's more confident. She doesn't feel like she has to rely on the men to get that validation. So, you know, what these clients have in common is that success is coming because they're creating a challenge for themselves and removing the emotional and overwhelming expectation around it. And you can celebrate those different wins, right? And that raises the confidence to keep it going. So with me today is an amazing guy who specializes in helping people dominate their game from the inside out. So excited to introduce him to the discussion. I'll tell you a little bit about him, but I can't wait for him to share his story because he's a really cool story. For the past 15 years, he has changed the lives of over 60 million entrepreneurs, athletes, business professionals. He sold thousands of copies of his books, courses, programs. He's built a business that basically helps people master their game in business, sports, and in life from the inside out. Combining his playing talents as a basketball player, professionally, he did this overseas, with his ability to market himself, he has leveraged that popularity into branding and marketing campaigns with, oh, you know, like companies like Maybe you've heard of Nike, <laughs> Wendy's, Gatorade, NBA, G League, Buick, Stash, Jordan Brand. I mean, it goes on and on. And then since 2015, he's exploited that skill, having given four TED Talks on discipline, confidence, mental toughness, and personal initiative, and having been hired to speak in multiple countries for companies such as the NBA, G League, AT&T, ClickZ, ATD, and of course, the Charisma Quotient. <laughs> Dre Baldwin, um, so he is also called Dre All Day. Hi, Dre All Day. <laughs> hey, Kim, how are you? Thank you for the beautiful introduction. Oh, oh my gosh, it's my pleasure. So, okay, my first question is, what are you called at night? If you're Dre all day, <laughs> <laughs> do you tell? I gotta ask my girlfriend that question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how we roll at the Charisma Quotient. <laughs> right. uh, but no, I was just curious. Like, where did you get that uh, nickname? Well, I always had an idea, Kim, that I was gonna have a, a website that was by me and about me. And this was back in probably around 2000, 2001 when I was still in college. I saw that websites were out and people were making their own websites. I said, man, I want to do that. Make a website about me. I don't know what I was going to talk about or what it was going to look like <laughs> or how to do it. And then when it was, when it got around the time I was ready to do it, this is around 2007, I saw, oh, you just go on godaddy.com and you register it. And it was only like, you know, $10, $11. I said, okay, I'll do it. Now, the first thought was just name it after me. I was going to call the website drebaldwin.com. But I'm like, man, that name doesn't ring. It doesn't, people aren't going to remember drebaldwin.com. So I had just read this book called Pop, P-O-P, -P, an author by the name of Sam Horn, female. 
And that book is all about coming up with names and titles that kind of ring out. And it pop stands for three things. I can't remember what it was. You know, the first one was pity, but I can't remember the other two. <laughs> so I'm just thinking, what is it? What can make sense? Something that can be alliterative or something that rhymes or something that's like catchy. So when somebody hears it, they don't forget it. And I just thought and thought for a few days and I came up with Dre all day. I said, that's perfect. And that's how I got that name, Dre all day. I made it up. I love it. And it's so fun. It just, it's a fun name and it, it, it is memorable. And, you know, that's one of the things when I, when I'm teaching about dating, it's like, you know, doing things like whether it's a name or um, an emotion, something that is memorable, that's like what people connect to really. That's right. You know? So anyway, I, we digress, but it does, it is a good segue into your story. Cause I do want to hear how, how you got here. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll give you the, the 90 second version. And I guess we'll dive into the details as we keep talking. So my background, I uh, come from the city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, always been in the sports. So I played, you know, back, backyard or back where I'm from, we had driveways. We didn't have backyards. We were on the concrete. So we're playing kickball, football, <laughs> basketball, and people's you know the, you know, the little portable court so you can adjust the height of the rim. We did that. And the first team sport I tried to play was football, tackle football, but my parents couldn't afford football equipment, so I never really played football seriously. Then I played a little bit of baseball, but after a couple of years doing that, I realized I didn't really have talent for baseball, even though I was playing a lot. So then I tried basketball. And where I come from, you know, everybody plays basketball simply because there's a basketball court everywhere. You don't need grass. You don't need good weather. Well, you do need kind of good weather, but you don't need any equipment. You can just show up as you are and play basketball. So everybody where I'm from plays basketball. And when I first started playing, this is around age 14, wasn't very good, but I had some inkling belief that I could become good. So I kept playing, practicing on my own. I didn't have any trainers. Nobody took me under their wing. Nobody taught me. I just kept practicing on my own. I didn't make my high school team. So I was a senior, which is not a good thing. I sat on the bench, averaged two points per game. For those who don't know basketball, two points is not a lot in basketball, maybe in soccer or hockey, but in basketball, that's not a lot. And at the end of high school, people probably would have said, hey, this kid's going to be good at something in life, but probably not sports. I walked on in college, and to walk on in college sports means you're not invited, you don't have a scholarship, but you just literally walk into the gym unknown, sight unseen, and you try to prove yourself. I walked on at the Division three level, which is the third tier of college sports, was able to make the team there, didn't set the world on fire in college. So when I graduated from college, I went to uh, Penn State. I went to Penn State Altoona, which is the D3 campus. I had a degree in business, but I still wanted to play professional sports, which seemed very far-fetched because most D3 athletes, we don't even think about playing pro, let alone actually make it happen. But I was able to hustle my way in, make it happen, and start a nine-year career playing overseas. And at the same time, Kim, I put a video just randomly on this brand new site that had just come out that allows you to publish as much video as you want for free. It was called YouTube.com. And that's where I actually started building my brand through content. And this is before we were using these phrases, build your brand and content. We weren't saying that in 2005. So right. at this time, I have basically two careers going at the same time. So fast forward, I continued to play professional ball up until 2015. I kept publishing content and I started building an audience. And most of the people who know me from the internet don't know me from playing overseas. They know me from YouTube or my blogs or audio, things like that. And now for the last five years, I've been full-time CEO of my company, Working On Your Game Incorporated, where we take the mental tools necessary to succeed in sports and we teach how those tools apply to business and life. Wow. 
Whew, I feel like I want to breathe after that. <laughs> That's a lot. No, you know what I'm feeling as you're telling your story is that there, there's so much movement. I mean, and I'm going to get very meta here, but, you know, it's almost like there was a game within the game, you know, and I, because you had to do a certain game to get where you are. And I wondered, you know, how did you how did you push through to, to create movement? Because I, and this is what relates to dating a lot. I, I find so many times people will just stand still. They'll get in like analysis paralysis or they'll be still in fear getting past that where there isn't any movement. And we all know that that's what creates the change is that wind behind you. So I'd love for you to talk more about that. Great question. Well, this whole philosophy that I, I teach now, I was I had kind of the seeds of it in my head all through my probably from the time I started playing sports. Mm-hmm. This whole work on your game philosophy is based on four principles and one of them answers your question. So it's discipline, confidence, mental toughness and personal initiative. And that fourth point is that personal initiative. So these days when people talk, you know, mindset or motivation or inspiration, any of those things. Those mental tools are great to have, but if you do not put them into action, you don't get anything, like you just said. Amen. So I've always been a person, I've always been a person of like figure out all right, what action can I take? What can I do right now to actually you know, get a fire started, get some energy going, get some momentum going? Because it's the law of inertia that an object will stay in motion if it's in motion and it will stay steady in one place, uh, not moving if it's not moving. So I've always been a person who tried to figure out how can I you know, create some energy and get something going. So I had to do that, again, playing basketball, practicing to finally make the team in high school, walking on in college, playing pro, you know, starting this brand and business online before I even knew what I was doing, that I knew that that's what it was. And then finally, I think maybe when I stopped playing basketball, I finally had an idea that was kind of already working. But all of those other times I had to start something. And even still today, as a business person, you know as well as I do, Kim, you still have to start things because there's a lot of out of competition out there. You got to get yourself seen, heard, and known. Life is a game. It's it, it's so true. And I mean, you can fall victim to um, you know kind of that losing you know mentality, or you can look at loss of a game as a wind behind you that that actually thrusts you into the next level, right? And mm-hmm. so. I love this whole kind of framework that you talked about. Is there like certain steps that you could share with the audience of, you know, how you break it down for people? I know obviously this is like a bigger program that you teach, but maybe just like three or four action steps that people can do to get moving and gamify it for themselves. Sure. Uh, What type of, where are they trying to get to? Well, Yeah. Okay. So I'll give you a scenario. Like, let's say, (laughs) let's, let's do some role playing here. Let's just say that, um, there is, and I'm thinking actually of somebody in mind that there is a woman that I talked to the other day and Mm -hmm. she, um, was going to sign up for coaching with me, but she said that she just wasn't ready, that she had a lot going on in her life. And when I explored it more, she said that, oh, well, I have to, you know, I have to take care of a few things. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, she hasn't dated in like five years, right? I'm like, what other things do you have to take care of? Like, it's been five years, (laughs) you know what I mean? And so she was just kind of paralyzed and stuck. And 
even though she had this desire to move, her fear like just overtook her and she, she, she couldn't, she couldn't do it. She, she just couldn't commit to the coaching. She, I think was too scared. So I guess like my question is like, how do you get over that fear so that you start taking action? So she wanted it, but she just couldn't move herself to get started. Exactly. Okay. So the first thing is I would say to that woman, all right, where is it that you actually want to get to at the end of the road? I'm, I'm sure you probably asked her that question. That's why she was talking to you in the first place, right? right? Why, where are you actually trying to get to? Then the next thing that I would say to her is, who is someone that either you know or you know of? It could be a famous person. It could be a movie star. It could be a fictional character. Mm. It could be a friend of yours who already has the either the energy or the mindset or the lifestyle or relationship that you want to have. Who is that individual? And they will come up with an answer, whoever that person is. Let's say it's uh, uh, Jennifer Lopez. But for, I don't have anyone else I can think of. So. Oh, J-Lo's great. All right, J-Lo. <laughs> yeah. All right, then ask yourself, the next question is, how would, what would J-Lo do in this situation? Uh, mm-hmm. How would she respond to this situation? She wants to get back out there. She knows she wants to get back out there, but there's all this internal resistance. Your, your prospect here, your prospective client, what would J-Lo do in this situation? How would she carry herself? How would she think? What type of actions would she take? What would she do if she wanted to be empowered in this situation? Or even a, a different question uh, I could ask her is, who is an empowered woman? And what would that empowered woman do in this space? How would she be thinking? How would she act? How would she deal with the fact that she's feeling internal resistance, but she's the most empowered woman out there? What would she do that's different from what you're doing? And she's going to have an answer to that question. Right? Because any if, if she's got to the point where she was even talking to you about this, she has a, a certain level of intelligence. She's going to have an answer to that question. And when she answers that question, it is going to be a conflict between her answer and what she's actually doing. Bingo. And at that point, it, one of them is going to win. And if she, again, if she's to the point where she's even having a conversation with you about actually signing up, then the answer is going to win. The answer is going to beat what she's doing. And she's either going to have to look at herself in the mirror and feel like an idiot for not doing it because she knows what she just said to herself. Or she's going to say, you know what, you're right. And she's going to move forward and do what she needs to do. But if she hears this or she has that conversation with herself, uh, she knows what she needs to do. And she needs to call you and she needs to get started. (laughs) (laughs) Do you hear that if you're listening? (laughs) You and and many others. Uh, That was awesome, by the way. I really like that. And I think um, what's powerful about what you're really helping people with is it's like a visualization almost exercise and how can people see outside themselves? Because when, when it's personalized, it's kind of like what I was talking about in the beginning. There's so, there's so much emotion that's attached to it, but if you can look at it from a bird's eye view, sometimes it's easier. And so people can make better decisions. And to me, that is part of the game, right? It's just, it's, it's removing that piece, but you're right. Like at the end of the day, I feel like what people want and what people fear is the rub. I think that's the tug of war that people constantly are faced with. So that was really powerful, that that whole exercise that you walked us through. Um, you mentioned somewhere, you were talking about like mental game mastery, I think, in your website. And what is that? Yeah. I, I was interested in hearing more about that. Well, the mental game is basically the, the game that's going on in your head because I ah. am a firm believer that 
once that the mental game is just as important, if not more important than the, the tangible game in life, not necessarily the physical game, but the tangible game. Because in sports, of course, your body is your business, whether you can run, jump, catch, throw, no dunk. But in the business world, it's not really about how fast you can run, but it's maybe it's about your resources. What kind of information do you have? How big is your email list? Or how much cash does your company have in the bank? Or what kind of staff do you have in place? Those things are the tangible game. But if your mental game is not in the right place, then you won't be able to unlock all the availability, all the potential of your tangible game slash physical game. So it's mm-hmm. not that the, the physical game, tangible game don't matter. I want to make sure people understand that because mm-hmm. I tell athletes all the time, listen, uh, you can have the, you know, the Kobe Bryant Mamba mentality all you want. But if you have no talent, you're not making it to the NBA. So you need to have some physical tools. Now, once you have a certain threshold of physical ability or in the business world, if you have a certain threshold of you got the right product and you have the right audience and you have a a list and a way to contact them, then the mental game activates that and it takes it to another level. So it's understanding that that mental game, what I talk about there when I say the mental game, that's basically what I say instead of saying mindset, because mindset kind of goes in one ear and out the other with people. And at the same time, since my whole philosophy is work on your game. I want people to understand that we're talking about the game that's going on in between your ears and you have to master that in order to make the most of your tangible resources. Oh, I love that. That is, that's super cool. You know, what I was thinking about as you were talking is, you know, just people who don't even recognize their talents, you know, how you're, you're saying that, well, you have to have a talent, you know, to even get there. But I find when, and I'm just referring to the dating thing, like, you know, if a woman or a man is showing up on a date and they don't see themselves as having talent, then the other person's not going to see that either. Right. So it, I, I feel like everybody has a talent. Everybody is it, just honing in on that. So can you talk a little more about that? Like how can we hone in on our talent? So we have that confidence going in. So we, so yeah, like we're clear with that mental game. So are we talking about a person who knows what their talents or talents are or a person who is not aware? Who's not aware who, you know, and I'm thinking, cause a lot of, a lot of people that I work with actually are high achievers and they, they may see their talents in business. They may see their mm-hmm. talents as achieving like a certain level uh, with money, but when it comes to love, they don't see it. Okay, so the number one thing that I tell people when they're trying to figure out you know, what is your what's your gift, you know, what is yeah. your what's that diamond that you have inside of you is ask yourself, especially once a person is, is an adult, they'll have plenty of experience. What do your friends come to you for? What do people ask you for? What do people compliment you on? When people are asking you for help, what is it they're consistently asking for? So if you're a person who's in great shape, maybe all your friends ask you, what do you do in the gym? Or how can I how can I work out with you? If you're a really good speaker, people ask you, how can I get better at or, hey, I got to give a sales presentation or I have a job interview next week. How can you help me out? Or if you are a person who dresses really well, they may ask you, what do you think about these shoes? What do you think about this suit or this dress that I'm about to buy? Look at you have to look through your own life. If you just mind your own experience, you will notice that there are some commonalities, certain things that people are always coming to you for or certain things that people always recognize in you or people are always complimenting you for or always asking you for those are a hint to what your talents are now if we happen to be talking about someone who may not know maybe they really don't know what their talents are they can't really pinpoint anything to fit that description then they would need to get active this is a personal initiative once again get active and you need to explore life 
because sometimes people yes. maybe they go they grow up their parents raise them a certain way they go to school they get out of school they go right into their careers and that's all they do they have the blinders on and maybe they become that high achiever like you talked about Kim but they haven't really explored life they don't even know who they are because they've always fit this description they've always lived this one this one type of life that they were destined for their whole life it might not even be what they are really suited to be doing so you have to get out and just explore things, try something different, do something other than what you've always done. And you may find that you have some talents that you never even looked into. And I, one thing I tell uh, my audience all the time that the most valuable real estate on earth is the graveyard because there are a bunch of people who never got their talents out of themselves. They end up dying and all that talent goes with them to the graveyard. So if anybody wants to buy some really uh, high price real estate, <laughs> very valuable real estate. That's where you get it because that's where all the talents at in the graveyard with people who weren't able to get it out of themselves. You know, you should do a TED talk. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Maybe I'll do one on that. You, you're really talented. Yeah. Oh, Take it you. to the graveyard. Oh my God. I I just got chills because I don't know if you even know this. I define confidence as experience. Like that's how, that's how I define it. I don't believe there's one person out there that's not confident. There's always one thing in someone's life where they feel confident. In. And this goes back to the game, because when you look at that area, it's usually where they've gotten practice. They've gotten positive exposure around it. So yeah, like I, I really like what you're saying. And, and and high achievers don't even recognize that the things and the gifts that they have are talents. That's what's so crazy to me because they just take it for granted. So like taking it to the graveyard, like that's huge. That's an amazing, Absolutely. like powerful visualization. Absolutely. And that's something that when it comes to confidence, I mean, the definition of confidence is belief in your ability to do something. And the only way you get yeah. belief in the ability is by doing it. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, no, no doubt. Okay, so I have like more of a personal question because you, okay, you did sure. mention that you have a girlfriend. Yeah. Um, have you applied these principles in getting um, your girl? <laughs> well, <laughs> see how everyone blushes when we start talking about this stuff. It's all good and dandy until, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so for me, it wasn't, I was never on a path, Kim, where I was, looking like I need to get in a relationship let me find a girl it was I never really had that I never really found myself in that situation I was a person who you know I happened to come of age I was graduating college right when the internet started to turn and become the internet so I've always been active on social media even before I'm talking you know myspace hotornot.com I was on all those things black planet I don't know if you know about (laughs) black planet but back Back I in the days. I know that, yeah. Oh, you know about Black Planet? Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. back in the day, I was on <laughs> all those very actively. So I've, and then just when I'm out, out and about, I have, I guess I have that confidence that you're talking about. So I don't have a problem approaching someone directly. I don't have a problem someone approaching me directly. I've never had that challenge of, man, I need a relationship. Let me go find somebody. I, you know, was thinking about, let me, do I need to hire a coach or do something like that? I wouldn't even say that it's natural. I think it kind of, uh, was fed into by my once I started to get some success in sports yeah that confidence transferred over to my confidence off the court because I knew that I had some success in this area then that just kind of you can feel that coming off a person when they're confident about anything that sometimes they, they can transfer that over to other things 
Yeah, that and that's what I'm talking about. Like to me, your sports was like your honing device, you know? And it's like, as you're not feeling confident in other areas, I always look for those honing devices where you say, well, how did you get there in this area of your life? Like, just do it that that way in the other area. But somehow it, it can be such a big enigma for people. And when you simplify it like that and even gamify it like that, you know, where you just take it at different levels, I think that it can be really successful. Because if you didn't, if you weren't a basketball player, for instance, do you think you still would have had the confidence with women? I don't know. That's a really good question. This is an existential question because yeah, my, right. I, I'm I'm six feet four inches tall, just to so give people reference. And my mother is five seven. My dad's five nine. Uh-huh. So, and they are biological. But I ended up, you know, being like seven inches taller than my father, than my parents. Had I been the average of them, let's say I had been 5'8", I probably wouldn't become a basketball player. I probably wouldn't be dating the girl that I'm dating because she likes tall guys. So <laughs> who knows? That's like a, a butterfly effect. That's more than a butterfly. That's kind of like a, an elephant effect, if you will, because my whole life would have been different. I would not have pursued sports the way that I did. I would I not have been playing basketball. Who knows where what my life would be? But your question is, would I have the same confidence with women had I not been you know, a basketball player? I would say... Probably not, not in the same way. Mm. I wouldn't conduct myself in the same way. I wouldn't carry myself the same way. I would have a whole completely different life, Kim. It's really hard for me to answer that. I have I no know, idea that's it. I well, I, I just was making it a game a little bit, of course. No, but yeah. it, like th- that um, old show, This Is Your Life, like, you know, like one thing that changed your life changes the course of things. And right. um, no, because I'm also thinking of myself. I always throw myself under the bus as well. Like, I don't think I would be as confident as I am today without going through my divorce, which is a weird thing to even think about because right after the divorce, I felt like the most like incompetent person in the world. I was so insecure, not confident at all. But, but I think that experience actually kicked me into a different level on that like state of resilience and, and just like seeing what I can offer and the gifts that I have. So I think, yeah, like each of these things shape us in different ways. And I just find it really interesting. Right. And I think another thing that I thought of when you asked me about that with, or when I mentioned being basketball player and that confidence bleeding over into life, whenever things weren't working out in basketball, I didn't feel the same confidence outside of basketball. Like if I say I had a bad game or I was a free agent, I didn't have a contract and I'm looking for my next job. I don't know when it's coming. I didn't feel the same confidence in myself in my day-to-day life because and I think this happens with a lot of people who are professionals is that we allow whatever's happening in our business life to bleed over into our life life. So if we're doing great in business, our mm-hmm. confidence goes up all out of work. And when our, we're doing yeah. terrible or things are not working, then our confidence kind of dips a little bit. And that energy, people can feel that. People can read that coming off of you when you are you know, feeling yourself, as we say, or and when you're not. So Absolutely, you're absolutely right. But to give you another answer to the question you asked me before, let's say I had been the same size, but I just wasn't into basketball. Let's say I had been a, a computer yeah. programmer or I wanted to write books or something like that. It's really hard for me to imagine. Tim, it's really hard because I've been an athlete since I was you know, five years old. I've always been into sports. So I always saw myself going there. So that was the only thing I was ever able to visualize. So had I not done that, I like to think that I would still have the same confidence, but who knows? Because I don't know those worlds the way that I know the sports world. And I don't know how to translate from those worlds to everything else the way that I know sports. 
Well, right, because that that has shaped you in so many ways. Right. I mean, that that you identify yourself mm-hmm. as, as coming from that place. So it no, it's an interesting conversation. And I mean, I think I threw that question out more in a sense to give people hope that really, I mean, it doesn't matter what your life experiences have been. Everybody has something in their life that can thrust them and and keep them moving like it did with you, you know, and it's just finding what that is to, to like take those kind of small steps that add up to that bigger win. Cause I truly believe that's, that's the name of the game. Absolutely. Yeah. One step at a time. One step at a time. Yeah. So do you, um, I like, there's so many like gold nuggets that you had on this episode. Thank you so much for coming on. Are there any other like words of wisdom that you want? I know, right? Like I totally could. I totally could keep going. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, is there any like last words of wisdom that you wanted to share like thoughts based on what we were talking about? Sure. I mean, when it comes to before, what specific person before I answer the question? Should I, give these I think just in general, like as we're talking about, you know, m- mastering your mind and the confidence and the discipline and overall, what I feel is coming out of this conversation is about movement, right? Like mm-hmm. wh- what would, what kind of, um, I guess, last words that you would share with people around that? Sure. I'll tell people this just by breaking down what my whole philosophy has been about. The first step is discipline. The discipline of showing up every single day and doing the job or doing the work, whatever that work happens to be. If that work is working on yourself, if that work is going to your business, if that work is writing a new blog post, but showing up every single day to do the work, that discipline leads Mm -hmm. to your confidence. Confidence is fueled by discipline. You will believe in yourself when you know you have shown up, when you know you have done the work, you know you put the time in, you'll believe in yourself even more. And that level of confidence, other people can feel that confidence coming off you. When you're confident, you do not have to worry about yourself because you know you are taken care of because of your discipline. You can then project energy outward, which then draws energy back into you. Because everyone, even if you never heard that concept, everyone here has heard of and agrees with the law of karma, right? Karma is the energy that you put out is the energy that you get back. So when you are self-conscious, that means all your energy is going towards you. Therefore, no one gives you any energy. But when you are confident and bold, you can put energy outward. Therefore, since you're putting so much energy out, other people give energy back to you. Now, at the same time that you can build that confidence, understand that life is life and humans are imperfect. Things are not always going to work out. There are going to be challenges in life. And this is where you're going to need your mental toughness. This is your willingness and ability to continue showing up and continue believing even when things are not working out the way that you expect it. Mm. And this is really the difference between the, in my opinion, successes and the failures in life, because everybody has things happen to them. And one of the things that I talk about is in life, you can either be a story or you can be a statistic. The statistics are the people who everybody has things happen to them, right? So the statistic are the people who have something happen to them. And because that thing happened to them, they do not get to where they want to get to. They stop, they quit, they allow themselves to be stopped, or they just, you know, they allow that setback to slow them down so much that they run out of time before they get to use up all of their talent. And they take all that talent to that valuable real estate called the graveyard that I mentioned. The stories are the people who go through the same stuff that the statistics went through. The difference is they fight through it. They keep going. They have the persistence, the resilience, the grit, 
they make it through, then they get to the, the end goal, whatever it is. And because they made it through all that stuff and created success anyway, they get to tell their story. Now people ask them, how did you do it? How did you get through that? Hey, I'm going through the same thing you're going through. How'd you do it? I mean, Kim, I'm sure you use that in your business every single day. You get to tell your story because you went through the stuff, but you kept going. Everybody else went through the stuff too, but they didn't keep going. And the last step, like you talked about, Kim, we talked about many times here, is the personal initiative. All these things mm-hmm. sound great when you're thinking about them and writing them down and reading them in books, but how do you actually put them into action? You have to yeah. get moving. You have to get started. And what I tell people is you only need about 10% of the information to get started. You will figure out the 90% along the way and you will learn. You will iterate. You will make mistakes. You can modify your plans, but don't wait till you have 100% of the information, which is impossible because information is changing every single day. So if that's what you're waiting for. You're giving yourself a built-in excuse to do nothing. Take action. Figure it out as you go. You will learn through action. We call it activity knowledge. Don't just wait to get it all from a book. That is what the whole work on your game philosophy is about. If I could put it into a neat little box there. Hopefully that was neat. Wow. I could listen to you all day. <laughs> like, right? Like I'm sure you listening are feeling the same way. Just such powerful words. I, and what I like to what you're saying, and I say this all the time, is you're coming from a place of empowerment, knowing that you have control over what you put out. Instead of things happening to you, you have the power to exude a certain energy, and it's all about how you feel. It's not about how someone else feels. When you love yourself, when you feel good, that's when others will recognize and and feel good with you, and for you, and to you. Right. And so that and all of the above. Um, And so that is um, I I love that. And I think the last thing that I, I wanted to share with what you said is when when you're feeling like you have that control, I think that is like the deposits that get put in the piggy bank, you know, like it just, it fills up because there's so much value to those little things that you do. And I, I, I think that's where the abundance comes from because on the flip side is what you're talking about is the scarcity mindset, you know, like, well, I don't know enough, so I can't do, but it's like, well, I'll figure it out. We'll just put a deposit, you know, in there and then we'll figure the rest out. So uh, well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your you you are such an like inspiring person. Um, where can everyone find you? And if there's anything that you know people want to hear more about, sure. Uh, well, I'm on all the social media platforms, so whichever one you like, uh, just look me up. I'm on it. I guess Instagram is the one that I'm most I guess most active on right now. But I'm on. I post on these platforms every day. YouTube every day. Twitter. I write articles damn near every day, Instagram posts. So Instagram is at Dre Baldwin. And I do have a, a book that I ship out to people for free if they just cover shipping. Can I share that, Kim? Oh, absolutely. Please. Okay. So the book that everyone would start with is my book called The Mirror of Motivation. Now, the mm-hmm. subtitle of this book is The Self-Guide to Self-Discipline, as I talk about discipline being the first step. And the reason why I tell people to read this book of mine first is I have more than one, but I tell them to read this one because... Everybody who everybody who's listening to this show has goals. You have something that you want to achieve in life, probably more than one. And you are probably willing to do the work. You're willing to put the effort in on some level. Most people have those two questions answered. All right. What do you want? And are you willing to do the work? If you listen to this show, you have those answers. The question that most people never ask themselves, Kim, is who do I need to be? What type of person do I need to be when I approach life, when I walk into a room? When I look at myself in the mirror, what type of energy do I need to have? 
when you answer that question, when your being changes, then what you're doing will produce completely different results. And anyone who's listening probably has had an, a situation in life where you felt like you were doing everything right. You were not getting the results. But then when your energy changed, you got more focused, you became more positive. Maybe you, even you became angry. All of a sudden, the same actions from before are producing a different set of results because your being changed. The Mirror of Motivation is a book that gives you the framework for controlling that being. And you can do it over and over and over again repeatedly for yourself. That's why it's called The Mirror of Motivation. It is not a hype up book of me motivating you. It is for you to do what you need to do for yourself because I'm not always going to be around. Kim won't always be around. <laughs> I'm sure if you pay her enough, she will. But we won't always be around. There's a price you for everything. You will be around with yourself. That's right. You will always be with yourself. No matter where you go, there you are. So with The Mirror of Motivation, you will have a framework to do that for yourself. You can get the book for free. I'll ship it to you anywhere you live. All you do is cover a small shipping charge. You get the book at mirrorofmotivation.com. Mirrorofmotivation.com. Awesome. And I will share that in the show notes for sure. So everybody, please check it out. Dre all day and all night. I loved this conversation. I still don't know what your nighttime um, name is. I'm sure I'll find out at some point. But anyway, thanks so much for coming on. Absolutely, Kim. Thank you for having me. Thanks. And so thanks all of you for joining us today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com, as always, where all my goodies are. And if you keep asking yourself why you are still single and feeling powerless about your love life, there are three things, three actions that you can take that Dr. Dre talked about. So first, join my free Facebook group. It's super easy. Get motivated, inspired by other women working on their love life. Second, you can grab my exclusive podcast audio course. This is super easy. It's called, This May Be Why You Suck at Dating. I don't know how much more direct I can get (laughs) where I will help you learn to get out of your head and into his bed. And of course, it's filled with juicy audio-only episodes where you can access that right here and listen to it as you do my podcasts. And finally, as always, you can sign up for a free strategy session to see how I can help you map out a plan to gamify your love life. Remember, it starts with you and working on yourself is working on your love life. That's all for now. 